The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Bringing you the best in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. And man, are we going to have a great show for you guys today. Before we get started, let me tell everybody to hit the ITV button and they can see Ron and I in the studio waving. I'm waiting to see if he'll wave. He's not waving. No, of course not. Wave, Ron! (laughs) And we want to like say hello to everybody in the chat room, which is filling up fast. Love to see it. Love to see it. Before we get started, let me introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Do you see how long it takes for him to introduce me and how long I sit here like an idiot with my thumb up my ass? I mean, really now, he should just do the show, roll into my name, and then do the garbage after it. It puts that stuff before me, makes me less important, me less famous, and I'm a star, (laughs) as you all know. And I really don't like it. He should do, hi, everybody, it's the Jimmy Star Show and Ron Russell. Make me a part of the show. After all, I do make it happen a little. I don't do that on purpose, though, because no, that I way if people that, aren't seeing you, they can see you. They it will see stinks. you. It stinks. I don't like so to you don't go. care if they don't see well, you at from, the beginning? In my era, in my day, the movie came first, then the first star, then the second star, then the supporting cast. If you were a major star, your name came before the title of the movie. It's so important to me. I'm from the olden days of respect. There is such a thing as television respect and movie respect. And he should say, hey, everybody, the Jimmy Star Show with our outrageous man of town, Ron Russell, and then go into the garbage. Oh, I can do that. I don't do that on purpose because I thought you wanted people to see you. And now they don't know how to see you until after you. I introduce you. People so see me. How could they you. miss me? I'm always like stupid looking. Because if they don't hit ITV on their thing, they don't see you. You have to tell well, them to hit ITV. too bad for them. They'll see me later on in the okay, show. if you're okay but with that. But they'll hear me. If you're Baloney. okay with that, I'm okay Baloney. with that. You know, you, you always have an excuse for everything. Meanwhile, anyway, we also want to introduce the man no, behind the no, boards, not, Mr. Not Chad Murphy. Yes, you got to introduce I'm not Chad. finished. I know you're not supposed to go until everybody's introduced. See what I mean? He's so screwed. Everybody, right? <laughs> Tell this guy to grow up or get a job. Or What's something. up, Chad? I was wondering why Ron was smelling his finger. He was <laughs> sitting on his thumb, I guess. Oh, hey, guys, what's going on? <laughs> hey, Ron. I mean, hey, Chad. All right, now you can talk, Ron. I'm not going to talk. They said that's no love. We want to go. Anyway, Chad said that I look like a Cuban. And I said, of course, I look like Ricky Ricardo. See. And with his hairdo, he looks like Lucy. Lucy! Lucy! What? You're driving me crazy. What are Lucy. you doing? You can't be in show business. You ugly old bitch. Ricky. Oh, is what I say. Anyway, so you need there to we get go. get some sleep time, Ricky. I thought I really looked like a, you know. You look good. I thought I looked like a Brooklyn mafiosa because I could walk into any joint like this and go, oh, you're over there. Come over here. 
I don't take none of your shit, you understand? Give me a cup of coffee or else forget about it. I'll blow your fucking head right off. I ain't kidding either, baby. Give me that coffee now. Oh, my dog is coming. He That's thinks I'm being attacked. <laughs> <laughs> Shazam came to the rescue. That's hilarious. So what's up? Shazam came to the rescue. He thought I was a mafia killer. Going to kill his sissy daddy. No, daddy's just acting, honey. Yes, my sweet, beautiful dog. <laughs> so that's Shazam. We want to give a shout-out to everybody in the chat room. What's up, chat room? We want to give a shout-out. Irish Ginger from the Irish Ginger Show, Fridays at 4 p.m. on W4CY.com. We got Jimmy McCrary from OverTheMoonNews.blogspot.com. And we've got author Jane Yates from JaneYates.co.uk. We want to give a shout-out to, to uh, Goddess is in the chat room. Goddess was on the show last week. Stefan Daniel Bell from JimmyStarsWorld.com. And, yes, this is Shazam. And we want to thank everybody for tuning in. I know there's a lot of other people in there. I'm not sure if I know. Oh, Chinzia. Hello, Chinzia. Just popped in there, too. Say hello to Chinzia. My hat's off to you. There you go. <laughs> Man, that's a big dog. Isn't that a big dog? He's like 120 pounds. Meanwhile, he smells gorgeous because <laughs> two, had a bath. two hours ago, I took him out in the garden with the garden hose and I sudsed him up and I rinsed him. And then he laid on the chaise lounge on the patio like King Tut. It's our first day that isn't like 40. Gorgeous out. 72. And sunny. My tomatoes I brought in. They're in the dining room in the window getting sun because I have like 23 tomatoes on the vine and I don't want them to die. So I brought all my plants in. They're all, you know, in the uh, basement, uh, in the windows because they're so beautiful. Shazam, you're knocking my mic off. You want to talk, honey? He doesn't really bark. He doesn't really He barks once in a while, but not a lot. Only when there's people outside. Only when my nephew Billy's here, he barks, growls, and wants to attack my nephew Billy. He's the only one that he goes after. Okay, Shazam, Daddy has to work for free without pay. Look at him. He doesn't want to get down either. So he needs his own mic. You're pulling my earplugs out. You're wrecking me. Shazam. Dad, isn't he beautiful, though? Look at him. He is a good-looking dog, no doubt. But it's a ham. He wants to be in showbiz. Look, he knows he's on television. Just like I his pop. I think he wants the chicks out there, other like poodles and stuff, to see him. So they all get hot, and they want him. Because he's a little horny old guy. Right, him. honey? He's adorable. Go, go down. I have to go to work. Okay, come on. Go, go down. See you down. later. See you later. You could be back on. Bye-bye. Okay, oh, <laughs> Talk about, you know, never work with children and dogs. You lose the whole show. Now he's coming on this side. <laughs> Now he's coming in between us, which is what he always does, Chad. If we're watching TV, he wants to sit in between us always. He never and, wants to And leave. I have to do a quick one-second plug. We rescued him. I can't believe how happy I am now that I have him. He's brought to me so much love and happiness. Rescue a pet, please. Big Dog yes, Rescue sir. Ranch. They'll yes, love sir. you more than anybody in the world. They never give up on you. Like some boyfriends and girlfriends, you know, you can't trust them. A dog is definitely your pal till the end. So we're going to have a really good show today, you guys. We have uh, um, Pandy Suicide from the Suicide Girls coming on, and she's also from New Zealand living in L.A., and then we're going to have Jed Brophy from the Hobbit films and the Lord of the Ring films, and he's actually going to be uh, Skyping in from New Zealand. And uh, so it's actually Thursday in New Zealand, but it should be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to it. Plus, we got some really great music, and and I'm sure Ron's going to have a story or two that he can tell, and the whole thing will be fun. Look at the dog; it's like not getting down. <laughs> he's like looking oh, at you. Turn the page because he's bored with what Jimmy's saying, and he wants to see what's on the next yeah, page. Right. If it might be exciting, otherwise he's leaving. I think he was sizing up Jimmy for a second. <laughs> he's licking me. He's licking me. He loves uh, he his loves dad. You both. Meanwhile, Shazam, get down, honey. I got to talk now. now. Shazam, go down. Everybody says Shazam is a star. Yeah. He is a star. But go, <laughs> look at him. Oh, <laughs> 
All right, everybody. So while while he's like going doing all that, we'll do our commercials while we're waiting for the dog to get down. I just got hair on the uh, mic now. Jesus. Let everybody know that coming November fifth to New York City at the Agnes Vera Center for the Performing Arts is the Rocket Like a Redhead tour. You can find out more by going to rocketlikearedhead.com. Shane Layton is the performer, the feature performer. Ron and I are going there. It's going to be great. She's actually going to come stay with us in. uh, in Pennsylvania, and we're going to all go to New York together. It's going to be a lot of fun, so check it out, rocketlikearedhead.com. Also, One Magical Weekend is coming up June 3rd through 5th, 2016. They're starting to do the heavy promotions now. Hotel rooms are available at the B Resort and Spa in Orlando. Uh, it's a it's a crazy three-day, fun-filled weekend. Ron and I will be going to it. It's a lot of fun, so check it out and uh, go to onemagicalweekend.com and follow us on Twitter at the number one magical weekend. Okay, down. Like does not want to get down, I, I, and I can't walk like this. He's, he doesn't get paid. You don't. They get said paid. he's the first dog radio host. Right, you don't get paid, so get down. And all his hair's all over your mic now. I know that. <laughs> down, Shazam. Down, 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 and all over me. He has to be brushed after a bath. Anyway, I'm exhausted. Can't you tell? Um, I was up six or seven times last night. When you get to a certain age, you have to make wee wee a lot. Now it's gotten to the point where I'm about to scream seven times in a night is just murder. So they have a thing called green light that they do, and they go up there with some kind of a machine that blows up your prostate and shrinks it and makes it come out like little pieces of caviar. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe you're talking Gross. about this. Anyway, how many of you out there in the chat room go to the bathroom at night more than once? I think it's ridiculous. I have an appointment with my uh, doctor, and we'll see what we're going to do about it. Now, we had a surprise uh, birthday party, for, not a birthday party, a birthday day for Jimmy. My daughters, Leslie and Deirdre, put together a surprise that not even I knew of. And that was to go to the Muta Museum in Pennsylvania. In this museum, there are pieces of bodies because it was a physician hospital in the 1800s. You saw all the, the tools that the doctors used to operate, how primitive they were. And they saw that they would saw the leg right off. Could you imagine lying there without any kind of Novocaine or any kind of knockout and they're sawing your leg off? They showed us the legs, the arms, the guts. It was disgusting. They showed us conjoined kids, you know, babies that were stuck together. Oh, some babies look like extraterrestrials. Weird and ugly looking, deformed human beings. Wait, you got to like give them the whole thing. So so for all you horror movie fans that watched American Horror Story Freak Show last season, um, like there was people trying to kill the freaks and take their bodies to the Oddity Museum. And this is the museum that, that it's based on. Right. But the thing that I found interesting was looking at Einstein's brain, which is two ounces more than... Any- 20. 20% bigger than oh. a regular person's brain. Yeah, it was two ounces heavier. Okay. It was 20% bigger than like right. a regular person's brain. Anyway, I thought it was okay. You know, I didn't want to hurt my kids, but I would have much rather gone to, you know, Bonwitz or Bergdorf than gone window shopping. Yeah, everybody, there really is an oddity museum, and it was really, really okay. cool. Go. They even had like a picture. They had like this penis... And the penis had, uh, the nuts had been cut. The nuts had been cut like in half. The nuts. And Jimmy thought that was fabulous. <laughs> I took a picture. i never seen anything like that before. You may see it one day if you cheat on me. <laughs> oh. You may see your It was way cool, though. It was really cool. And they had like Siamese twins and people who had like big gross on their <laughs> rear end. And, and uh, they had like um, people like were born with like one arm. And it's just all kinds of like oddity stuff, you know. So it was like really cool. It was definitely something to see. I loved uh, it. It was awful. 
Anyway, you know, it's for people that like that kind of weirdness. Or if you're a doctor in, in training, it's good to go there. Skeletons, heads all over, teeth. It was just like, it looked like a bomb hit and everybody just blew to pieces and they stuck them in showcases. Anyway, so much for that. It was fun, though. Then one of Jimmy's birthday gifts, because we didn't know what to get Jimmy, so we give him a bunch of little crazy stuff, is this. <laughs> Do you love it? Look it at looks it. good on camera. Look, Look it's it. a helping hand. And I thought because his back always itches, he would use this as a back scratcher. But he also, we gave him a back scratcher. Aren't these wonderful gifts? Now, I also gave him a book that really is a great gift because, oh, come on, Shazam, knock it off. I'm going to hit you with this book. Oh, this dog. All right, um... This book is like a lot of money, 50, 60 bucks, whatever. Anyway, just dropping the price so you don't think I'm a cheapie. And it's Marvel. It's all about the Captain Marvel uh, cartoon. And no, the, it's not the Captain what Marvel. What is it about, Marvel. Jimmy? I know. This is for children. This is what you're interested in. This it's stupid. Marvel, the characters the, and their the histories and their universe. And it's all of Marvel comics, not Captain Marvel. Every, any superhero that's a Marvel comic superhero. Like I should know this, right? I feel like I have a son, by the way. It was awesome. It's an awesome, then awesome I, book. Then I, I got him a spooky doll. Yes, our, our house is like a museum, and I did. I got this really cool spooky doll with blood coming out of her eyes and bangs. She's awesome. And she's upstairs on the dining room table, which you will see on Facebook, because after the show, we're going upstairs to shoot the, the pictures that will be now on my uh, main screen on my Facebook page. I love it. And we gave him all kinds of stuff. You got forgot. It was awesome. All kind like weird socks. And we just I got cu cups. Oh, see my new. I, I like big cups, and I like broke the other three I had. So this is my new trick or treat cup. Right. Can you see it? See like. Uh, let's see. Where's the ghost at it? Could you believe it? I mean, if, if we gave him like jacks, he'd be in his glory. <laughs> no. Or Barbie dolls or something. I, don't I love know. it. I also got another one that says talks about how awesome I am. Right. And and I was going to say something. Now you made me forget you interrupted my thought with that cup. I, I gave him the Oh, we also gave each other for our anniversary diamond wedding bands. But which this isn't ready yet. He has his. Mine has had to be made larger. And that's the anniversary and the birthday. And we had a great time. Just the four of us being together is always a joy because my daughters are the, uh, as I always say, the reason I live and the light in my eye. And just being with them and watching all the guys look at them and, you know, because they're beautiful. And then I think to myself, why? Why aren't they married? All these guys look at them. They flirt with them. And these two bitches walk like Barbie doll statues. So I said to them, why? These guys are looking at you. And they said, oh, daddy, please. Oh, daddy, please what? You know, what comes after the please? Anyway, they just date. They're straight. They're not lesbians, which wouldn't have bothered me anyway. <laughs> but they're straight girls. They just like to date everybody. And, you know, De Deirdre at the Mother Museum found a penis. And she and Leslie were looking at it. And Leslie said, not bad. Deirdre said, no, it should be fatter. <laughs> so, you know, that's too much information for Daddy to hear. But they think it's chuckle funny. Ha, ha, ha. We're going to upset Daddy with our little statement. And that didn't upset me. Where they think I was born yesterday? Please. My life, my background. <laughs> Uh, nothing upsets me. Also, oh, now I forgot what I was going to say. See, he's old. 51, am, he's gone with the wind. I am not old. Oh, but I totally forgot now. It was something See? good, too. It's, my mother used to say, if you forget, it's a lie. Oh, really? Mm. She, no, it has she, something she to do everything. with, um, oh, shoot. Now I forgot. 
God dang it. I had something good I wanted to say. Now I forgot. I have to go back because I think it might have been something. Oh, I remember what it was. It has nothing to do with our anniversary. You guys check out. You'll see I posted the links all over the place yesterday. I'm featured in the Huffington Post for the Back to the Future um, article. And look at the picture. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm featured in the Huffington Post. There's an article on if you could tell yourself, it's because it's the 30-year anniversary of Back to the Future, if you could tell your younger self something, you know, what would you say? Oh. And they uh, met me on Twitter, and they picked out a quote. And, uh, and so, like, uh, I'm uh, featured in the Huffington Post. It's really cool. And so check out for the links. Uh, I don't have it with me, or I would, like, read it to you, but it's really cool. And lots of people were promoting it. Thank you so much. So, so check it out. Uh, would you quit that? It's like a two-year-old. <laughs> I love this song. I love this. You, I went crazy for this song. I got the story guess on the line was gym. like way before his birthday. And I hang thought, on, hang on, stop. What happened? Huh? I think we've got a guest. Oh, well. hey, hey, Pandy. Hey, how's it going? I can't see you. Can you hit video? I did, but you hung up on me or something. No, we, oh, we, we have nothing didn't. to do with that. It's Chad. Chad did it. It's blame Chad's it on me. Fault. I'll take the blame. Fault. Shame. I don't know how to. Chad. Just rehit your video icon. Rehit your video icon. Let's see if that works. I see a picture of her here still. Yes. She's a knockout. Look, Absolutely. She could look like Halloween. If she just did like white makeup and vampire fangs. She <laughs> probably fabulous. does. I, I'll she imagine we're going to find vampire. out. Sexy gorgeous. Okay, I'm going to try and video call you again. Okay, we'll try happens. it again. This chick, she could do Playboy, you know, dressed as a vampire. Wow, that would be like, you're <laughs> sucking good. She's hearing Blood everything you're saying. Good. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad because she's good looking. If I was straight, I'd be her vampire. Absolutely. And she's into all the horror stuff. She's in horror oh, movies God. and she's in horror and music good. videos for all the like heavy metal people. She's been in like, she's been in music videos for like Pantera and Aerosmith and all these like big bands and How stuff. So it's pretty cool. With me grabbing your boob with the arm, with the hand. I don't know. Did you see that, Chad? Me grabbed his, I grabbed his crotch before. But I didn't even feel That's it. That's right. So, Chad, um, what do you think's going on? Um, are you calling on a phone or an iPad? Is she there? Andy, Andy are you there? Are you on? You're not, are you? Are you I, on a computer or a phone or an iPad? I am on a computer, and I see you now. You can see me, but I, I can't see you. So try and hitting I the video see. icon again. Try and hit the video icon. There's a little button with a video camera on it. Just hit it. Down below. There you oh, go. Oh, here we go. That's going to come in. Hold on. Here we go. All right, everybody. It's about to appear. Dun, dun, She's about dun. to appear. You're going to see the lovely, fabulous Pandy Suicide. Hello, and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Hi. Thank you. I hope it works. Yes, it works. Yeah, we, we can see you. you. We can just, see you. Just sit down a little lower or move your, your camera. Because move your camera up a little higher. There you go. We your, don't want to lose your head. Yeah, we want to see, we want to see head. There you go. We want to welcome you to the show. Let me introduce you to our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hello, my Hi. beautiful, gorgeous one. When are you coming to my house to drink my blood? <laughs> Well, that's a surprise. Okay. <laughs> you, no, seriously, do you do vampire? Do I do vampire? When you act, did you ever play a vampire? Of course. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to see you. You have that look, that really scary, gorgeous look, the kind of look that guys are afraid of. How do you fare with guys? The guys come <laughs> up to you or are they afraid of you? They seem to like my fangs. You have, you have <laughs> fat, the filed fangs? No, she puts them in probably. No, they're naturally. They're just naturally. They're just naturally fat. 
So, but seriously, <laughs> beautiful girls never get picked up. Always the, the, the chubby, ugly ones do because guys feel they're safe and they won't get rejected. But beautiful girls, they really have to drink a lot to get to go over and talk to them. And then by that time, they're so shit-faced, they sound like idiots. Everybody's talking about they love your tattoo suit. Before we keep going, hold on. Let me introduce you to the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hello, Pandy. Thanks for joining us today, huh? Hi. Thanks for having me. And we have a chat room full of people, so say hello to the chat room. Hi, chat room full of people. There you go. So, I love that. So I love you're, wait, yeah. I wanna, I wanna, is your last name on the level, or is it stage name? It's a stage name. Is she answering? Pandy suit. Suicide, yeah. Is it? Is you? Yeah, that, like what did she say? She's cutting in and out. Hey, I'm not sure. Started to say it again. Tell, he wants to know about your last name. So, Pandy Suicide. It's uh, the website Suicide Girls. Um, are you familiar with that website? I am, and I wanted to add. Uh, I'm, Lois, I'm really? very familiar with it, and we've had a bunch of Suicide Girls on the show before okay, over the years. Hang girl? on, wait a second. But I was always too afraid to ask. What's a suicide girl? Like, I know everybody has it, and I know you have tattoos, and you're into, like, heavy metal music, and you hang out with, like, rock stars, but, like, what actually is a suicide girl? Can you tell us? Um, so, suicidegirls.com is a website. It's full of, like, a punk rock pinups. It's basically the best way I could describe it. But it's a little more than just, you know, hot hot chicks who have tattoos or an individual look. It's kind of also about a community. Um, it's a community of very interesting, creative, individual um, girls who are really badass, basically. There you go. And you are badass. <laughs> but it has nothing to do with committing suicide. No. You, no, you no. You're against no, that. No. You, you tell people no, you don't believe in that. I do not believe in that. It's it's from a quote from a novel about a girl committing social suicide by being different, I believe, okay. is where it came from. Oh, that's so cool. That's, I'm yeah, so happy to absolutely. know that because I always, like, wondered and I always, you know, so like... Quiet. Don't scream. I'm, I'm not screaming. My fucking well, turn ears. Your thing are down there. Turn what your do you want me to thing do? down. Anyway, we fight all the time. Don't worry about it. Um, He's a screaming queen. I swear <laughs> to God, I can't take his... And I got plugs in my ears, and I hear them. Of course oh you do. My. I've always wanted to know what it, what it was, though, and like I think it's like really cool. And I think, um, first of all, you're beautiful. Now, now you're supposedly I read you're from New Zealand, but I don't actually hear a New Zealand accent. Well, it kind of goes in and out. It depends. If if I speak to someone from New Zealand, you won't understand anything I say for a little while after that because it'll sound so so New Zealand. But it's it's kind of like a hybrid New Zealand American accent right now. Oh, our second guest is also from New Zealand. He's like an actor who's in like the Lord of the Rings and, and the Hobbit and stuff, and he's going to be Skyping wow. from New Zealand, which we've never done before. So I, I think it's like super cool, and I was hoping we would pick out your accent because I think the accent's really like sexy, and you're absolutely gorgeous. Everybody in the chat room loves you. <laughs> I, too, have an accent when I want. If I go back to Brooklyn or New York, I definitely sound like a Brooklynese or a New Yorker. Now, of course, I sound like an educated uh, white man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're an actress. I know um, uh, I want to talk a little bit about your short so we can show everybody the, the preview for it. And um, So basically, you do a lot of stuff in the horror genre, and you do a lot of music videos that are in the, I guess, more like a metal punk genre, uh, except for that you did Taylor Swift. <laughs> you know, does metal punk. Okay, yeah. so metal punk that works, and uh, so you have a short that you I think you wrote it and produced it and you star in it. 
Yeah, it's called Massacre. Um, basically, a girl wakes up at the site of a bloody mass murder and can't remember what happened. So that's my character, Marianne. I'm a blonde in the film, and I have no tattoos. And your, and, your, and your accent just came out. We could hear it. I loved it. How do you look as a blonde? Because you look fabulous as a black girl, black-haired girl. <laughs> I mean, just black hair. It looks gorgeous. <laughs> Not too many people could wear black hair, you know. Well, it's true. It's, it look, makes you look very hard and tough. Uh, Jane Russell used to wear black hair, and then she made it brownish because the black was really too tough. And Hollywood was saying that people didn't like her very much because she looked like a tough broad. Well, hang on. So, go back though. So you're in. Ma so you've got this short. It's called Massacre. Uh, one thing I think is cool yeah. is that Jordy White is in it. Believe it or not, um, I used to be like a celebrity clothing designer, and I had a big store in uh, Fort Lauderdale, and we sold all the gothic and fetish wear stuff uh, in it. And so, like Marilyn Manson and his band, actually, all those Dead Star Assembly, all those bands, they all used to shop and buy stuff for me all the time. So, like, I'm actually familiar. We're not like friends, but I've met him several times, and I think it's cool that you've got this 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 horror short that you did called Massacre, and you have like all these like rock stars in it. So like, do you, yeah. are you friends with a lot of rock stars? I mean, I, I do a lot of work as a music journalist right now. I'm not really because I don't have time. But um, so through that and just, you know, going to a lot of shows, I've kind of met a lot of musicians and everything. So I think that's kind of more who I'm friends with um, is musicians and actors and people to horror and stuff. But yeah, Jordy White um, is actually married to a good friend of mine, Lainey Chantel, who's also a suicide girl. Um, and yeah, he came and he made a cameo appearance as a street detective. He's really good in it. He's just in it for a little bit, but he co-wrote the score as well uh, with Rob Patterson, who used to be in Corn and Filter as a touring guitar player. They, they wrote the score and it won an award uh, at its first film festival for the score, which is cool. It's, it's quite uh, metal sounding. So oh, sure. pretty cool. I love so I we're gonna play the trailer for everybody in just one second, but let me ask you a question. Like how do you become a suicide girl? Do you have to like audition or they pick you by a look or like how is it that because I'm sure not everybody gets in. It's like a sorority kind of like for like hot cool chicks. Yes, yeah, definitely like a sorority. It's like a punk rock sorority kind of. Um so basically you apply, you send in your photo and a little bit about yourself. Because it's not just about your look, it's kind of a little bit about your attitude and, and, and just being what makes you unique kind of thing. So it's not just, it's like a community, it's more than just what a girl looks like, at least from what I've seen and everything. Uh, and then if they accept you from there, you go, you do a photo shoot with either an official photographer or you shoot with one of, you know, one of your own photographers, send it in, um, and if they buying it because it goes through member review people can like vote on it and everything then you become an official suicide it's girl. just like a, it's just like a shorty okay so here's what we're gonna do chad do you have the um do you have the preview for the the movie ready yes sir i'm gonna be a suicide boy because if he doesn't lower his mic i'm committing suicide hang on, hang on. chad do you have it could yes, you lower sir. jimmy's mic chad i can't lower his mic um, Chad, he's, do you? He's got do it you, so, my, I'm, I'm really suffering. Chad, hang on a care. second. Well, I'm I'll suffering. Do it, I'll do it on the thing. What do you want oh. me to do? Hey, Chad, do you have the the video? <laughs> yes, I do. All right, so Pandy, you introduce it for us, and then we're gonna play it for everybody. All right, this is the teaser for a massacre. Very short. Um, starring London May, Billy Morrison, myself. For it. Um, and several others. It's bloody. Like crack, crackling. You sound like a crackling fire. Why don't you tell me what happened? Oh, I can't. 
scream. There you go. Speed. Uh, you missed the trailer. No, we. I saw the trailer while he was okay, adjusting good. the volume. Hey, hey, hey. Let me hear it now. All right, everybody. So that's it. It's that voice. That's Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> Massacre by Pandy Suicide. I think you look terrific as a blonde. I didn't watch it just now because I was trying to figure his headphones, but I watched it earlier today. Um, so, so, ha so it's being very well received. Yeah, it's doing pretty well. It just um, it's playing in Puerto Rico on Thursday at the Puerto Rico Horror Film Festival. Um, it's won one award for the music so far and got nominated for Best Short at another festival. Oh, and it just got into the Fangoria Magazine Online Film Festival, which is judged by like George A. Romero, um, Tom Savini, Tom Holland, and a bunch of other um, awesome people. So that was quite a big and yeah, we exciting had all thing of them. for us. I'm a huge horror movie fan. How do you say horror? Horror. 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 See, she says it correctly. Horror. Horror. I always... He says whore. And a lot of women have gotten insulted because he said, wow, I heard you're a big whore in movies. <laughs> and they said, excuse me, I'm not whore. And he said, no, I'm in horror. So I had to say... I don't say, know how to say horror. I had horror. to say horror. Horror but we've had all those people on. We've had George Romero, uh, Tom Savini's a really good friend of mine. Tom Holland's been on a couple of times. Um, I'm, I'm, I used to uh, hang out in the horror world, and uh, as a celebrity clothing designer, so like I'm kind of like friends with all like Pinhead and Freddy Krueger and Clive Barker and all those people are all friends of mine. And uh, so I, I love the genre and the fact that you're like into all the horror movies. Uh, I think it's like super cool. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm, I'm talking lighter. I didn't say a word. Okay. I'm so tell me, what is you. your what is your favorite right. horror movie? That's not your own. I have, I have so many. I like um, slasher movies mostly. I, I don't know if you can tell from the fact that I made a slasher movie. Yes. Um, but, I like yeah. movies like uh, Saw and Hostel um, and The Collector and The Collection and like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the Thirteenth. All oh, those okay. kind of movies that feature a serial killer running around killing everyone. Are you, Usually my favorites, but I mean, <laughs> I, like all, I like about, a lot of. What do you think about the caterpillar movie? Oh, the, not the he's he's never seen it. Did you like the Human Centipede? <laughs> the caterpillar movie. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it a caterpillar? Look how gorgeous uh, she's magnificent. I love her face. Look at that nose. Is that nose yours? They're putting a picture of you up on the screen as Is a that suicide girl. Did you have that nose done? This is everything is factory settings except for the tattoos. <laughs> Except for the tattoos, she said. She's got the most gorgeous nose. Yeah, she you really do. You could model noses for, for plastic surgery. So, Helen, let's go back. Do, do you see this human centipede? Yeah, I saw the, the new one a little while ago. The um, third one? Yeah, the third one. Is it's it good? Interesting movie. I mean, I like it for what it is. It's If you don't like movies that are intended to shock you and that are gory and that are like gross and that are weird... You're not going to like it, but if you like those things, you're going to love it. I think from beginning yeah. to end. Did you see it from the beginning to the end of yes. the film? <laughs> and you didn't get like, vomit. What? You didn't vomit. You vomited. No, I've never oh, seen. You won't watch it. I, I'm not going to watch. I love it. Like actually, I think it's horrible. When the first film came out, we had Dieter yeah. Laser on, and we had both Ashlyn Yenny and Ashley Williams on, and um, and then Tom, who wrote it? Tom, what's his name? Uh, Tom Insane. No, wait, hang on, hang on, wait, wait. Let me just finish my thought. You never let Tom, me finish mine. Uh, anyway, whatever, whatever, uh, whoever the guy. Now I forgot his name. Believe it or not, and he's a friend of mine. He actually, 
he he uh he called us and invited us to go to L.A. for the premiere. But like you know, we're in Pennsylvania. It's a, like a long way to go for for a premiere. And to go and, see uh, somebody eating his ass. So um, I'm not gonna go. But uh, but I wanted to see it. But like I think it's terrific. Uh, I I love the, the first one's definitely the best one though. The first one. Please the best tell one. our audience what this film is about. Who me? Well, I'm not cer certainly not. Talking if anybody about who it. hasn't seen the Human Centipede. Uh, it's a very gross movie, and it's basically about this sicko doctor who's trying to build a human centipede. And so, if you're if you're in the centipede, you definitely want to be the first person in the centipede because yeah. what they do is the second person gets their mouth sewn to the ass of the first person, and then the third person gets their mouth sewn to the ass of the second one, and then you feed the first person. And as he defecates, he defecates into the mouth of the second one, and then as she defecates, she defecates into the mouth of the third one. How'd you like that? I, I used a big word, defecate. <laughs> and uh, it's super, like, intense. It really is. It's, like, the most intense movie, like, ever. And you have to be a total, like, really, you have to be relatively warped, you know, to see it. But, but I like all the other movies, though, because I'm a big Saw fan. I like all the Saw films a lot. And um, I also, I love the Hostel films, especially, like, the first two. Uh, the third one was kind of like two. stupid, but the, the the first two were really good. We've had a bunch of those people. Did you like the third oh, one? Look at this picture. I want to see like beautiful it. things. I don't want to see caterpillars eating each other. <laughs> I want, look at put that picture back, Chad. She's got some gorgeous figure. She's a knockout. Do you know Dan who Danielle Harris is? Oh my God, you because you look, look a little bit like Danielle Harris. Look, look at this, darling. Yeah. You're way beyond these horror films. You've got to get into major motion pictures. You've got to be on the big silver screen. You know, making a couple of million bucks. Look at her. Okay, I'll take you're fabulous. Seriously, get out of this stupid genre. Go into real films. So let's talk about your music. Wow. Let's talk a little bit about the music videos you've been in. I watched the David Lynch one. It was a little bit too oh, weird yeah. for me because I'm like, I, I guess because I'm getting older, like that, that, that was just a little bit too unusual. But I mean, oh. the fact that you're in a David Lynch uh, uh, video that was super cool. How was that? Thanks. Was he cool? Oh, he was super cool. He was super nice. Um amazing director to work with. It was just like a little random thing that happened out of the blue. I got a call from, you know, I, I mean, I get calls from casting directors all the time, but it was like, hi, are you free tomorrow to be in a David Lynch video? I was like, um, yes. <laughs> so I went and shot it, and it was just, I didn't know much about it. It was amazing. I don't even know how they found me, but they did. <laughs> and, cool. yeah, he was great to work with. It was really, it was really surreal because he was filming it, and he was behind the camera, so it was David Lynch behind the camera, leaning over, singing the words to his own song along with us. It was really, it was really surreal. It was cool though. I would think that because he's such a um, he's such a cool director and like everything he does is like weird but cool. Do you know who David Lynch is? He did like Twin Peaks, all that Twin Peaks stuff. Okay. <laughs> anyway, he's like a really A-list director. I knew a David Lynch. He was my social studies teacher in high school, uh, <laughs> and his name was David Lynch. Then I, I also saw uh, you did a movie. I don't know if it's coming out or it's already coming out called Ditch Day Massacre, but with Bill Oberst Jr. and Brad Potts. Brad Potts is like a friend of mine also. Like It's kind of like we have six degrees of separation through social media yeah. uh, in all the stuff you've yeah. done. So like you're doing a lot of horror movies. But then I noticed, too, that you, you were in the TV show Community as an anarchist and behaving badly. That's Selena Gomez, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are smaller things, but they're, you know, I get booked on all kinds of things. I'm getting, I get auditions for like the weirdest things to me, like big TV shows that are like comedies and stuff. So That's I don't just that. That's good. Uh, no, it's great. If I would book them, I would be. I have but, a friend. Um, I, I, 
I also have a friend in the spook business because Jimmy drops name, except my friend's a real friend that I'm close with. And his name is Ed X. Oh, my God. What's Ed's last name? <laughs> oh, I'm going to kill myself. I mean, oh, Edward, yeah. Edward X. Young, he's like an uh, indie yeah, horror film guy. He's the super, super uh, new star of all the horror movies. Ed X. Cool. Young. Handsome. He's coming on the show next week, actually. Yeah, for Halloween. Handsome. Really good-looking guy and a terrific guy, too. Sweetheart. And he's done 160-something horror movies in, like, two years. Wow. I mean, Ed's working wow. his, his fangs off. So I have a question for you. Have you ever seen the movie Martyrs? No, I've heard a lot about this film, though, Martyrs. Have okay, you, you, have to see, you have to see Martyrs. It's the only horror movie, really, in my whole life that's ever freaked me out. And, and I thought yeah. about it because we were at the... We were at the Mudda Museum in Pennsylvania, yes, uh, Philadelphia, on Monday, and that's like the oddity museum that they used as uh, in American Horror Story Freak Show, where they were taking, like, killing the people and taking it to the museum. And Martyrs yeah. is like a religious film, and it's about like the church wanting to see how much pain someone can go through, so they actually like slowly remove all the skin until there's no skin on your body whatsoever, and it's just all your insides of your body. But the lady's okay, still okay, alive. Okay, we're gonna lose our chat room. I Let's talk about it. So what kind of a guy, would you go out with a clean-cut guy without a beard, without a tattoo, with a crew cut, who drove a little uh, a Toyota? <laughs> you know, I don't really care what kind of a car someone drives. That doesn't that really good. matter That's to me. Answer. But what but, about know, the, the, the no beard and the sh crew cut? I prefer, you know, actually, no, I'm not anti-beards, but beards isn't something that's like on my list of things that I have to have. Actually, appearance is the least important thing. I mean, I generally date guys with a lot of tattoos as well, probably because I have a lot of tattoos, but they don't have to have that, you know. Who is like it's your... Not, it's more about... Go ahead. It's more go ahead. about the person... Personality, well, you're a smart like girl, that. right? So you would go out with what do they call these nowadays things? These guys that want to be like 1950. Oh, she wouldn't go out with a hipster. A hipster? Would you go out with a hipster? <laughs> Everybody makes fun when I say that. What's wrong with the hipsters? Hipsters are dorks. They're like silly little people trying to look like you know Frankie Avalon. You don't even know who Frankie Avalon is, but anyway, they're trying to look mm -hmm. like people from the 1950s. It's sweet. I used to look like them in the 1950s. It was our style, but it was oh. the original. And all the girls were cool for me. It's true. All the girls. Well, I mean, well, I, I like, was, who's someone? Who's someone nowadays? But try and make them a little bit more mainstream, because uh, otherwise we might not know who they are. Like that you find, like that you think is like good looking, that you think would be fun to go out with. Oh, I don't know. I could get myself into trouble having a conversation like that. Um, <laughs> so what, if they, what if they're watching? Look yeah. at this. Wait, wait, hang on. Look at this shot with the fishnet stockings sitting in, the red, absolutely gorgeous. sitting in the red chair. If that doesn't get guys going, nothing will. Then they're gay for sure. <laughs> They're either dead or old in, in, in the chat room, they're all saying that hipsters are passe now anyway. Oh, they are? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Okay, well, like, you don't have to give us one. Give us three guys that you think are cute. Now, whether you would go out with Do you have a boyfriend? You probably have a boyfriend, and that's what, what makes it more difficult. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> Suicide girls don't tell. <laughs> don't tell. No. Nobody would abort <laughs> kisses and tells. Only you do. And boy, like, did, okay, and boy like, did he tell me how many he kissed thousands. Boy, did you? Okay, like, well, like who's some? Uh, let's just say someone who's a big, uh, like in Hollywood, that you think is cute. You don't have to necessarily want to date him, and that way you don't get yourself Ryan in trouble. Ryan Gosling. Do you think Ryan Gosling's cute? Yeah, I mean, I think I like darker hair just because that's 
because I have darker hair, but I don't really, they don't have to have darker hair. But yeah, Ryan Gosling's cute, for sure. So who's got dark hair and Hollywood? with nobody? They all went light brunette with streaks. All How about the guy from... Straight um, guys in Hollywood have blonde streaks in there. Oh, now what's his name? The guy from Repo the Genetic Opera uh, with the black hair who was in uh, Skinny Puppy or one of those bands. I forgot. Ogre. Uh, Ogre. Ogre. How about, a, how about an older guy like Antonio Banderas? Do you know who he is? Sure. Yeah, of course. Of course He's I know. Dark-haired Cuban. He's not bad. He's handsome. <laughs> Think right? of somebody with tattoos, though. Like, <clears throat> how do I know it? Well, I, I see uh, pff, tattoos. <laughs> oh, the questions. Yeah. Tat- yeah. So, what do you do? Like, wait for a guy to get naked, see his tattoos. If no, he they have them all over. If he so. doesn't have tattoos, you kick him out of the room. I mean, is that like a pre? That's exactly what it happens. <laughs> she said, "That's exactly what it happens." <laughs> Touche, my sweet. How does he know? Touche. Anyway, so it would be would be so easy for you today to find a boyfriend because it seems like everybody in the world is tattooed. The one that I liked was I was in a store. I don't recall what store it was, and a lady bent over to get a, a lower item off the shelf, and she was heavy set. And when she bent over, a tattoo was written on the top of the crack of her butt with an arrow saying, uh, "This way to this way to paradise" or something. And I just looked at it and I thought. I wonder how many guys look at that want to laugh. I mean, do they really turn people on this way to paradise? And the arrow goes to her butt. <laughs> Maybe paradise Maybe it for is her. Paradise. Huh? Maybe but, it is paradise. You think? Well, for somebody, it for somebody it would be paradise. For somebody, well, it if would a gay be. guy did it, maybe it would be paradise. But I don't know about women. I mean, what guy? I don't know. Anyway, I just thought it was weird. Who the hell would do that to their body? You know, do that. Mm-hmm. And then one guy one time had. Uh, I'm, something about eight and a half inches and I didn't know what that meant and then somebody told me what it meant and I said, you're kidding. He advertised that on his arm? 18 inches? So, Holy smoke. So you've done a ton I of mean, music. eight inches, eight inches. You've done a ton of music videos so like who, who, which one, do you have like one or two favorites that were like super fun? That way you can name drop a little. I know you did, uh, according to your bio, Taylor Swift, Pantera, Aerosmith, Lil Wayne. I met Lil Wayne at the uh, MTV Awards one year. Nobody really cares. I guess they do. No, they don't. They're asking. <laughs> Nobody in the chat room asked if you ever met him. I just read I it. didn't say met. I said worked with. Worked with. What'd you do? Dance with him? He was cool. Yeah, he was cool. He was doing tricks on his skateboard and, you know, chatting. He was not- oh, there was an elephant in the music video, so he was dancing. The scene was that the elephant comes out of the house, then he comes out and starts rapping. I'm, like, perched, like, on my chair, all weird-looking, like, as the elephant comes out and he comes out. So he starts dancing with the elephant. And they had just had a safety meeting, like, whatever you do, don't make any sudden moves around the elephant. And then he just goes out there and starts, like, like dancing. And I'm like, oh, my God, the elephant's going to kill me. It's going to stampede and, like, run over me. But it was cool. It danced back with him. So Actually, an elephant doesn't stampede you. An elephant swings his trunk. The trunk weighs about a couple hundred pounds. When that trunk hits you, you crack in half. So that's the elephant's a weapon against other animals like tigers and stuff. When they try to attack them, he whips them to death. Now, I know a guy that used to be able to do that too. When he fought with him, he'd pull his pants down, spin, and he'd whip you to death. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Listen to chat. Oh, Lord. So- Here we go. All right, everybody, so if you guys want to find out more about Pandy Suicide, number one, I know you can follow her on Twitter. It's at Pandy, it's at Pandy Suicide on Twitter, right? 
at Pandy Suicide on Twitter and Instagram and Periscope. That's my new thing. And yeah, Facebook. Oh, I'm going to follow you on Periscope. I love Periscope. It's a lot of fun. Okay, and then um, uh, do you have a Facebook fan page? I know you do. Is it, is it Pandy Suicide on Facebook? Yes, facebook.com slash Pandy Suicide, I believe, is how you find it. That's so cool that you got Pandy Suicide for everything across the board. That's so hard to do. <laughs> it just seemed easier. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, everybody. Wait, where do you live? LA or New York? In LA. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I, just, I was just wondering because of the, the people that we know. Um, horror is very big out there, they shoot a lot of it in the Burbank. Um, yeah. I remember Burbank Studio. They have like lots of horror. I know a lot of people out in LA that are horror. They uh, have a lot on the show. So many of them. It's like <laughs> yeah. New York, not many. New York, they're all theater and a little more sophisticated. But LA, practically everyone we know in the horror world is in LA. Oh no, um, my friend. What is he? He lives here in New York. Um, Ed. Yes. And and Macab. She lives in New York on Long Island. That's Did you know funny. who Macab is? Elsie Macabre. They have a film festival in New York, I think twice a year they do it. And it's called the Macabre Film Festival or and something like that. we always go. It's a lot of fun. It's in New York. And they're on Facebook and Twitter. It's Twitch Twitch Productions. And um, So do you have any other movies coming out? or what are we prom The biggest thing we're promoting is we want everybody to watch Massacre and, and, help, and get behind Massacre. Yes. I also have a novel coming out in maybe two weeks. So that is coming out. And then I'm working on some other film projects, which I'm working on a feature version of Massacre, actually, but that's going to be a little while. <laughs> okay, yeah, it takes <laughs> time to get that going. So, so you're a working actress, and I'm very happy to hear yeah. that. I think you're terrific. You look great. You sound great. You sound intelligent. You know, in a field that's a little bizarre, <laughs> to say I, the it's least. It's not bizarre for me. I love it. So. Yeah, because you're bizarre. Look at that picture. The picture that comes it's up at beautiful. the end of the mis massacre video with you with your dark hair and all the blood on you oh, is so blood? fabulous. I thought that was a lace dress, long sleeve no. lace dress. <laughs> that's blood. Oh my that's God. such a hot picture. It really is. So it looks like a long sleeve lace dress. All right, everybody. So this is Pandy Suicide. Follow her on Twitter. We want to thank you for coming on the show. We want to thank Clint Morris from October Coast for setting it up. Good luck with everything you do. We're gonna follow everything. I'm gonna start following you on um, on uh, Periscope. And uh, we want to thank you for coming on the show. Good luck with the and film, and so, have a happy you're Halloween. So, you're so sweet. We may be following you around L.A. That's How do you right. like We're coming that? coming to L.A. soon, so we'll see you. Thank you so much. You're, a, you're delightful, lovely, and beautiful. Good luck with your career, but seriously, go for the big bucks, the millions. Be another Angelina Jolie. You sure got the looks. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Nice girl. Very beautiful girl. Very sweet. Nice girl. It is beautiful. So what we're going to do, now, you guys... I, is, I really thought that that's blood all over her. Yeah, I blood. thought it was lace. <laughs> and that wasn't in the video. I just added it. Red lace oh, you added that? Okay. They Dad, should I put that at the end of the video, oh, no doubt. you added it? It looked like a beautiful red lace dress. No, here, it was here it is again, Ron. Put your glasses on. I don't have glasses. Uh, put Jimmy's glasses on. See, that's all blood on top of her tattoo. Doesn't it look like a beautiful lace dress? It's well, it looks a like chat room. <laughs> chat room. It looks like a see-through lace dress. You can that tell they by her face. It's got so everybody, here's what out. we're going to do. Oh, we're going to take a music break, you guys. Shalimar's new single just came out on Tuesday. The name of it is Slow Dance. Chad's got the video. Chad, we got it ready to rock? Let's roll it. All right, everybody. Here's Shalimar Slow Dance.
So that's Shalimar Slow Dance. It came out on Tuesday. Downloaded it. It's available worldwide. And it is awesome. And you're right. Gotta says it's so romantic. And you are right. It takes you back in time. Uh, it's a timeless song. Shalimar's awesome. They've had a ton of hits. And, and so happy to see Jody Watley in there with Shalimar because she's like super, super awesome. Did you like that song or no? I love that song. Are you kidding? I like Every time I hear it, I love it. I love any of that kind of stuff. I just don't like when it doesn't make sense. When it's noise, not music, you know. You're not gonna like the next video we play then. But then after Why, that, it's noise. Um, well, it's it's gonna be by a band called Fatal Smile, and the name of the song is "Welcome to the Freak Show," and it's like all guys in like horror makeup and and really oh, it's wild. Cute. It's, it's Halloween. gonna be it'll be fun though Why for Halloween. Why don't you play it next week? No, we're gonna play it this week. We can maybe play it next week too, but because yeah, like, it's Halloween. Because I want to play it this week just to get it out, and then I thought what we would do though to make up for it is that since I, I don't know if you're going to like it or not, then I thought we would play Paris Tune Reflections of a Disco Ball and even oh, it all out. Oh, I could out. use that. <laughs> How's that? I could that? use an up. 
Absolutely. So Shazam is back. Shazam is back. Hope everybody. What's everybody doing for Halloween, and what are you dressing up as? Has everybody got cool plans for Halloween or not? Let us know in the chat room. And in the meantime, since last week we played that um, that's that's Slade song, uh, which was super hard rock. We're gonna do one more because we we don't ever do these songs. And the name of the group is Fatal Smile. The name of the song is Welcome to the Freak Show. They're from. Like a foreign country, I'm not even sure which one, but they're like really popular all throughout Europe. Chad, do you have that one? Yes, sir. All right, everybody. So this is Fatal Smile, which we've had on the show before. Welcome to the Freak Show. Yes, it's Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey's combined big circus side show. And it is in here where you'll see the freaks, the wonders, the strange, the unusual people, the strangest people on the face of the earth. And they're all alive. They're all living on public exhibition here today. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the biggest, the grandest, the greatest sideshow on the face of the earth. Traveling with the largest circus in all the world. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest sideshow on earth.
everybody. That's that's Fatal Smile. Welcome to the Freak Show, and I'm pretty sure they're from Sweden. And Shazam is back with us. Shazam. Visiting. <laughs> this dog really wants to be in showbiz, I'm telling you. He loves it. He loves being he in showbiz. Oh, and you took your hat off. Yeah, because it's yeah, very hot under a hat when you're indoors, and it's rude. You're not supposed to wear a hat indoors. Oh, but it's fun, though. Yeah, I did fun. Now I went back to nothing. My dog is taking over the show. You can replace me. I'd love to go. You could replace me, Shazam. This way I could quit, do my own show where I, inter- I, I interview stars that I know who they are and I can talk to them like normally. Who the people are? No, I don't. Oh. You know their movies. Like the next guy coming on. You might not know him, but you've watched his movies. Yeah. So that's knowing people. I guess. I mean, none of us know the Suicide Girls because, like, that's just at an age that's way below us because those girls are all in their No, but you're right. You know, if we had a script, then a writer would write a script for us, and then you're not worried about what you're going to come up with. But everything I do is spontaneous. I have no idea when I'm sitting here what I'm going to say or do. So sometimes it plays and sometimes it doesn't play. And it upsets me because I always want to be a success at what I do. And I know if it's a bomb and it drops, then, oh, wow, why did I do that or say that? Um, or the wrong approach to a, a celebrity to find out what I need to find out to give the audience a good show. So when I entertain, like if I do Stephanie Powers or, or Raquel Welch or, or any of those people, I know not necessarily know them. I do know them, but I don't know them intimately. But at least I know where to go with it. And the conversation is mine. Because we're all the same age. But you know, a conversation can bomb no matter what. It would never bomb with, with Raquel or, or with the people I've mentioned because I know them so well. I know their history. I, I've watched them for years. So it's easy for me. Chad, you don't think we bomb too many times, do you? No, I don't. And if you do bomb, that's why the power of editing's there. The power of what? Editing. editing. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> Pull that crap know, out. It's more fun if it bombs, it bombs. I right. Mean, by, by the plays on SoundCloud and iHeartRadio, I know we're not bombing because we average 170,000 plays a week. So so I know it's not bombing. It would be nice if they could all be like John Berriman's show, you know, where you get like a million plays, but hey. Well, we've got to start to drum up some super names, some superstars. We've got to start getting better guests on so we could be a better show because the shows that are on at night, I don't think sometimes they're even as good as we are. I think Terrible. we're funnier Actually, and better. But they have the they have the crew. I'm getting a lot of messages though about how all the nighttime shows are stealing all our stuff. That's true. Uh, when I did that, you want to be a star. One of them, like three days later, did you want to be a star? So they called this something else, but it was the same yeah, thing. Same thing. And, and it, it wasn't like they'd ever done it before because uh, because the show was brand new with the new host right. and it only been on for right. a little while. So when I started my set the record straight years ago, uh, Lee Winkler, my uh, manager, said to me. Uh, you know, in a couple of months, they're going to have 50 people doing this. And sure enough, there were quite a few doing it, but they didn't do it as well because they didn't do the approach that I did, which is my friend. Every celebrity that came on my show, I, I knew them or I knew of them or I've met them and I treated them like my good friend. And it was a conversational show and I asked questions that only I can get away with because I don't do it to be snoopy or mean. And they like me. So if you don't have those ingredients, don't try to copy me because you're going to look like a nasty, cranky old creep. They're all doing that. They're, all the big shows have to be watching. I mean, maybe the people who host those shows aren't watching, but definitely the people who work for them are watching. Well, so they you know, see us all over social you media. Know, uh, 
a quick story. When I first was on Set the Record Straight, uh, Turner Classic Movies, uh, they, of course, definitely have seen my show. And Robert Osborne has seen my show. And Robert Osborne has always been so sophisticated and stuffy. Now, Robert Osborne does conversations. He tries to make jokes. He's doing a lot of the stuff that I do, which is good. I'm glad. If I could leave that behind me when I kick the bucket, I'd be happy that I've done something in show business that was memorable. But um, I guess it's very difficult to do what I do and get away with it. Well, not, definitely not everybody can get away with it. Well, it, it comes natural true. with me because this is not an act. I've been this way all my life. Since a little boy, I've always said the wrong thing, but in a sweet way, and people don't mind. That's right. So, Chad, Halloween's coming up. What are you doing for Halloween? Anything special? I don't think anything special. We're playing at uh, Lakeside or something, Anchor Inn in, in Lantana. Uh, on actual Halloween day? On, yeah, on actually Halloween night. And I guess they're having the local WRK Country uh, FM station come in and do giveaways for a private Kenny Chesney concert of 2,000 people only. I don't know. But uh, we're playing there. Nothing exciting, but it'll be all right. I think that's fun, though. Also, we want to like give a shout-out to Ken Pettigrew in the chat room because I noticed he's in there now. Ken! And, uh, Ken. And hey, we should, we're going we're gonna to do one more ad because that's the last one I have to do. Good. Um, all right, everybody. So... We're so happy that you tune into the Jimmy Star Show. You can hear us on W4CY Radio with the awesome, incredible Chad Murphy. Oh, yeah. WROM Radio in Detroit, Hamilton Radio in New Jersey, Planet Radio Network in New York, L.A., Toronto, and London, Monster FM Radio in New York, K4HD Radio in L.A., we're on Jackalope Radio in Kansas City, WBAD Radio in Washington, D.C. You can hear us on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, you can watch us on Roku, YouTube, Vimeo, and JimmyStarsWorld.com. Wow. Hey, that's a wow. mouthful, you know, to, to do. Well, it, it's nice that we have so many people that want our show and they, and they listen to it. And me, I would never listen to it. I fall asleep. I like really exciting shows that have, you know, exciting things going on. People in the chat room say that the guests we have are better than the late night guests. You think? Yeah, a lot. A I mean, picture of three suicide girls doing a. I mean, uh, no, I really, I'm not uh, knocking any of our guests, but I think for ratings, rating wise, if we had, um, you know, what, yeah, you have to build to your Angelina Jolie type people. Though. No, I know, but if we had Gosling on or, or Angie, yeah, I mean, well, those are the biggest stars in the world. They you know, I, I, I have to. They pay him like three hundred grand to go on those shows. Listen, one day I will run into Angie, Angelina Jolie, and I will say, Angie. Do me a big favor. Shoot my show to the top of the charts. Come on as a guest. And knowing my Angie, she probably would say, fine, Ron, and come on. Because she's go. a sweet girl. I love her to death. I mean, I know her for thousands of years and my daughter's friend and blah, blah, blah. But then again, sometimes when they hit the stardom that they hit, they forget. Oftentimes they do forget. We always tell people though, when you get that big, like don't forget us. So we'll find out because we have a few that have been on the show that are getting ready to hit it. Yeah. Well, you know, with Angie, it's, she was Deirdre's friend. I was the dad. She really wasn't close to me. She was close to Deirdre, but she knows me, and she knows I was always a cool dad. When she was around, I never, you know, I never treated my kids poorly or or acted surprised. My kids would do crazy things, and I'd say, "Oh, great, and the young do it." In the chat room too, they're saying those TV ratings. That's all just marketing because the, the rating stuff isn't actually real. It's the same thing with us. Like we're the number one web show. Yeah. Well, I just wish that we had big sponsors so I could get paid a little, and so you know, it would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice. How would you? Yes, chat room. Write it down. Would you work all these years without pay? 
sure they would. Let me hear. Right First in of all, the chat. Half room. the people in here have their own shows that they don't get paid. <laughs> so what we're gonna do, you guys? We're gonna take one more music break. It'll put Ron in a good mood because we haven't played this song no, in I'm a long time. I'm in a good time. mood. I'm, I just I'm a, I'm at a loss for words because I feel badly that that poor girl came on and I wasn't able to interview her well because I don't know she. I don't know anything about it, you know. I don't know anything about that. She's one mentioning either. movies that I probably will never see because they're not for me, and it's 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 not my thing. That's a young thing. That's a, that's a young girl, lovely girl though, lovely. I loved her, but she needed a young, cool, hip cat to to interview her. Which you could, you can be. I can have been. Be. I would be. An, never have I been a hip cat. Get lost. Yes, you are. Anyway, never. you guys, what we're gonna do is play "Reflections of a Disco Ball." Ron loves the song. It's by Paris Tune and Tanya Tiet, and. Uh, uh, it's also got one of the Sister Sledge ladies singing in it. And uh, it's a fabulous song. We love it. It's bringing disco back to the forefront. Chad, we ready to rock? Let's love do this it. Song. Love, love, love. All right, love everybody. It. Here you go. Excuse you have always been on God. 
Everybody, there you go. That's Paris Tune and Mother's Favorite Child with Reflections of a Disco Ball. Ron loves that song. Well, you know what I do? When I want to lose weight, I play it in the living room really loud and I dance. And I dance for like sometimes an hour. And I mean really heavy dancing because when I was very young, I trained in uh, modern jazz. So I can't do all of the moves I did when I was 16 and 17 in modern jazz. A lot of it, it's almost like yoga. But I do as many as I can, and I feel the muscles pulling and everything starting to work out. So absolutely, if you don't like jogging or going on the bicycle and doing all that boring stuff, just play music you like, song like this, because the beat is good, the tempo is good, and your body can actually dance to it easily. It makes your body want to move, and that's the kind of music that I dance to to lose weight. So that's a little tidbit for you. Chad, do you like that song? I do. I'm surprised it um, didn't do anything on the charts. It did, it did. It did in England, but it didn't in the United States, at least not yet. But it's still getting worked to radio, I would think, though. Yeah, like It's still new here. You know, in England, Europe, it went pretty well. Uh, England, I think it was six on the chart. Yeah, I think it went up to, to three or something. To three on the charts in England. And, you know, everything in Europe comes here uh, six months later. Yeah, we're a little behind a lot of the time. Well, right. I so think, I think I, that uh, the, the, the movement is happening. I see more and more people when I go out to, to fairs, parties, and all these gatherings are doing the hustle. The, now they call it the Latin hustle. And the Latin hustle is very big. It's Latin music and a whole new style to it. And uh, I'm sure if you go to South Beach. Also, too, though, like all those bands who were popular uh, in that disco era, like Shalimar is like one of them. Like they're all coming back now. Like they're, right. all, they're all making comebacks and everything. So it's a really, really cool thing. So like I was saying, if you go to South Beach in Florida, I'm sure you're going to see so many people doing the uh, Latin hustle. Latin hustle. I mean, I love it. It's, it's the best way to dance, lose weight. It's a it has steps and, and you know, it's good. Learn it, folks. It's really good. And you could show off at parties. Get your husband or your boyfriend or your wife or your whatever and spin around. Spin. Absolutely. Hey, Ron, can you take a sip out of your big-ass orange mug, please? Can I take a sip out of my big-ass mug? Thank you, sir. Goddess says she used to wear her sister's platforms with glitter on them. <laughs> I always wanted my sister. Oh, there's the big-ass orange mug. I always wanted to, like, have my sister's toe shoes because she did ballet. <laughs> <laughs> and we talk about that all the time. It's getting to be a headache. And not on the show, we don't. Yes, we do. Oh, do I we? I didn't know we yeah, talked about that. I think last week I said I was going to buy you ballet slippers and a tutu and watch you twirl around the house to the uh, Nutcracker Suite. Oh, would that be a sight? Let's do it. I, huh? <laughs> no, let's not. We could put it on, uh, we could periscope it. <laughs> I swear to you, I think I'm going to buy him ballet slippers and a tutu and have him do Nutcracker. Actually, we were in Bloomingdale's and on the mannequins, they had these big pink fufu tutu skirts. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cute. And like Ron immediately starts like laughing at me. <laughs> no, I said, well, there's one gift for Christmas. Yeah. That's for sure, you little sissy fairy. I don't wear little tutus. Little sissy fairy. I just think fairy. they're cute, though. And I used to make tutus, you know, when I was designing clothes, I would make cool, funky yeah. tutus how, like that. How come when I was young, I never did stuff like that? I loved my trucks. I loved my, I always loved space people. I was fascinated. I had a Buck Rogers set up worth a fortune today, I bet. It had the village, all the people. The, the wasn't the actually Buck Rogers, though, because Buck Rogers came out in the 80s. Uh, baby, Buck Rogers came out in 1923 or 1932. 
Oh, so I didn't even know my Buck Rogers was like a remake of your Buck Rogers. No, Buck Rogers has been around forever and ever. I used to make believe it was Flash Gordon because I liked Flash Gordon, not Buck Rogers. And it had a rocket that you stuck in a spring and it would shoot in the air. I had all boy toys. I never wanted to have a choo -choo. That's a doll. That's not a boy toy. <laughs> no, these were people. These were like monkeys and all kinds of horrible creatures from another planet. And I had a station where they'd land and do all this jazz. It was I wonderful. had this thing called Billy Batson, and he was an astronaut. And then he had a little backpack on, and he had a wire that came from it. And you could hook him into like his cars and his planes and stuff, and it would make the propeller go, and the cars would go. I've never been able to find him since because I don't know if Billy Batson was really his name, but that's what I remember calling him. I've always wanted to find one because if you could find one, it'd be, it'd be worth the fortune. It would just be something cool. I got it two Christmases in a row Well, my, I liked my, it so much. My space set, I think, was about $14. And I remember we were in Bloomingdale's, and I saw it in the toy department. It says August 1928, Buck Rogers started. Sure he did. That's awesome. And I, I and I told my mother, I want this. My mother said, oh, Ronnie, $14. That's a lot of money. Are you going to take good care of it? I said, my promise, I'll keep it forever. Of course, I didn't. That $14 investment today, I'm sure, would be a couple of thousand. I've actually, too, and we've had the guy who plays Gil Gerard, who played the modern-day Buck Rogers. We've had him on the show. <clears throat> yeah, Buck Rogers, space, space uh, sheriff or agent, whatever it was called. Uh, of course, I was not around in 1928. Trust me on that one. Goddess says she never had a Barbie. She used to play with her brothers, G.I. Joe and Green Army Man. I had G.I. Joe. I had all the G.I. Joe, and I had Big Jim. He made a muscle when you did his arm. It popped up and made a muscle, and he had a karate chop, and I had a camper and a motorcycle. You see, the only thing is when Jimmy designed the camper and the trees in the forest, they were all gay soldiers. No, they were. Yeah, I didn't even were. know what gay was then. No, but your soldiers were gay, and a couple of them would be in the woods. You know, it wasn't so nice what they were doing in the woods. That was Jimmy. Oh, look, G.I. Joe. Look. Oh, hi, Sal. Oh, don't on. ask, don't tell. Don't ask, don't tell. Don't, don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. It's just like Buck Rogers. Like uh, I'm not Buck Rogers. What's the other guy? What's the guy you like? Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. Gordon like I, 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 I'm used to the '80s Flash Gordon, um, and then they redid it. I think even again, maybe in the '90s. But um, I watched Flash Gordon like from the twenty. What was that? The '30s. 1934. We watched those on TV, and like, I and mean, I wasn't born yet, folks. They were Trust they me. were cheesy, but actually they're pretty good for something that's like almost a hundred years you old. You have to remember. In the 1950s, they used to play it on Dumont Channel 5 in New York television, and it was a series. And it would go from week to week, like Flash Gordon and Dale would crash, and then how do you get out of it? And you watch the next week. And I was a fan. I would, no matter where I was, I would drop what I was doing and run home to watch the next uh, episode of Flash Gordon. They're also talking about the $6 million man, which I had. I had the $6 million man, I had the bionic woman, and I had Oscar, which we had the, the actor who played Who's Oscar on. On the six million dollar man who's a, a very, friend of Ron. very good friend of mine, Richard Anderson. We had him on the I show. I love you, Richard. Richard listens to our show sometimes. And Richard, if you're listening, I love you. And when we move to LA, you're coming for dinner, my buddy. Richard Anderson is one of the nicest actors in the world. He's made more films than anybody could imagine. He's been in great films, worked with superstars of the 40s and 50s. Uh, Richard is a, a, a very elegant gentleman, a species of human that's gone with the wind. Absolutely. So, Chad. Hi, Chad? Captain. I see that somebody's trying to click in. Is it not working? Um, I don't see that. Hold on. Oh, I saw like a little spinning thing a second ago. Oh, Otherwise, maybe we should try your, to call him. Your guest him. says I'm here and ready to go. Oh, okay. So maybe let's, uh, can we call him then? Because maybe he doesn't know to call us. Yeah, I will do. Okay. 
Oh, look, he put up a $6 million man thing. Donna, we can build him stronger, faster. I, I met him, you know, a few times when I was over at Universal. I won't discuss him, but I met him. All right, so now, everybody, we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show all the way from Thursday morning. Oh, what happened, Chad? Okay, all the way from, from Thursday morning in New Zealand, we have super phenom actor Mr. Jed Brophy. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Morning. It's great to be here. Oh, my God. I love the accent, too, that we actually get to hear. We had another guest a minute ago from New Zealand also, but she's lived in L.A. and she lost her accent. So, like, I'm happy to hear it. So, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Jimmy. It's great to be here. Let me introduce you to my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Nice to meet you. I'm excited. I've got somebody I can interview that I know about. It's wonderful. Fantastic. It's really wonderful. I love your work. I know who you are. I've seen you in The Hobbit. And also, you, I understand that you're doing a new, a new series on, uh, what is it? Star, not Star Trek. No. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking I about. I read something about him. I don't know what I read now. <laughs> well, you you're going you to have to correct me out. that you're doing something new. I am. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm doing a new uh, TV series for MTV, but unfortunately, I, I can't tell you what it is. Okay. But I think you, I read about something because I looked you up. And um, yeah. if it comes to me, I promise. It was in I, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but I won't tell anybody. If, I, if it comes to mind, I won't say it. You know, everything <laughs> leaks out. I have, I have a lot of friends in the biz and out there, so everybody knows what everybody else is doing. You know the old joke, everybody counts everybody else's money in Hollywood. Sure. Look at what happened with, what's her name? She quit uh, doing, she was offered a play, that beautiful girl, Jennifer. I I, anyway, I'm gone with the wind. He's Next gone with subject. the wind. Next up. Next all right, so here's what we're going to do. Also, first of all, uh, say hello to Chad. He's our man behind the board. Hey, Jed. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Chad, so nice to not meet you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't even see him. And we have a chat room full of people, so say hello to everybody in the chat room. Hello, people in the chat room. Welcome from Aotearoa, New Zealand. Kia ora, kia ora. Okay. That's cool. Good morning. Now, answer me a question. How does it feel? That people don't know you as you. They only know you as the made-up characters you play. So you could get away with murder. You could go anywhere and not be uh, hounded. It's fantastic. I love my anonymity, and it's the reason why I give myself the job of being stuck in rubber 24-7. In fact, this is a prosthetic made by Weta that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're really that monster. <laughs> <laughs> hey. See, once in a while, he, he's not in prosthetics in some of his films. Just not his better known films, he's in prosthetics. True. Oh, the, the, I, I looked up the majors. I mean, he's been in the major. I mean, he's he been wouldn't in, have seen District 9 because I love District 9. No, and actually, he would like it a lot because of the subject matter. I probably would. No, I know him from the, the movies uh -huh. that you mentioned. And those are big, blockbuster, gigantic. I mean, forever film. They're like Gone with the Wind. So you're, so you're basically like. Like kind of um, uh, what do you call it? Like like somehow you're factored in, and you're like a Peter in all the Peter Jackson movies because like Peter Jackson's one of the biggest directors in the world, and it seems like you're in a lot of his stuff. <laughs> Apparently, if I'm not in the movie, it doesn't make any money. So if they put me in the movie, the movie will oh, make money. That's that's go. it's as simple as that. Well, I love now, it. now we have to add another zero to your salary. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be nice. <laughs> Tell him that. Well, you know, Alfred Hitchcock, he had his stable of actors also. Because if you go back to the 1950s TV show, so many of the people that were in his big blockbuster hit movies were from television. And he liked cool blondes, of course, always. Jimmy Hedren. 
and he liked tall, handsome, dark-haired men that he always casted. So I, yeah, I know his, my favorite person that he always had in his movies was was Jimmy Stewart. He was he yeah, was in all of them. And you do a good Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy was a fabulous. I've never met him. Sad because I, I was too young. But I would have loved to have met Jimmy Stewart, a brilliant actor, an actor who never acted. He just talked. So let's. You look a bit like him. I look like Jimmy Stewart. Everybody yeah. always tells him he looks like. Who do they tell you? Tony Curtis. Tony Curtis. He gets a lot. But yeah, but wow. Jimmy True. Stewart's good too. I don't mind. That's funny because Jimmy Stewart is my real name, but I couldn't trademark it, so I go by Jimmy Star because I couldn't trademark Jimmy Stewart. And so. So it's like six degrees of separation. So before we talk about Hobbit and Peter Jackson stuff, though, I want to talk real quick about District 9 because like, I saw it such a long time ago. I don't know if I remember it, but I think I want Ron to hear like kind of like the synopsis because I think he would dig it. Is it, it a movie or a TV it's a movie. show? It's a movie, and it's okay. about... It's, it's set in South Africa. It's set in South Africa when a whole lot of bugs come down from another planet, and they, um, they try to uh, be assimilated into South African society. But a bit like apartheid was there in the 80s, they get put in a little camp on their own. And there's a journalist who goes in there and he, he gets a gun and he turns half alien. And then it becomes a kind of a chase movie where they're trying to get this technology back off him. And he's becoming more and more like a bug. Um, I saw this, movie. Don't tell me. I saw this movie, Jimmy. <laughs> See, he always to talk for me. I saw anything that has to do with aliens, I watch. I'm an alien freak because I believe we are the aliens on this planet. It's true. It's true. Do, we do you know the story behind it that um, Neil Neil Blomkamp, the um, the director, was meant to make Halo, the movie here in New Zealand, and when that fell over, he had a short film that he showed Peter and Fran, and they raised the money for him to make this feature. So it was a very very cheap feature to make, um, and it made a lot of money. It was a great movie. It was well, way, one of my favorites. Ahead. Is this planet Earth with faith? Fate de Morgue, and uh, I forgot who the guy was. And that film also cost like five bucks, and it became a classic. Cla <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? This planet Earth? Yeah. Fabulous science fiction. And there's, they, they, I mean, and of course, Faith de Morgue was so gorgeous. Do you know who she was? Faith de Morgue? I do. I, I could have played You know her. who she is? Yes. <laughs> I could have played her. You give me a dress and the right prosthetic, and I could be her. <laughs> she was. She was. Uh, Actually, she was the one that Howard Hughes got pregnant at 16 years old. Oh, yes. I didn't know that. They didn't use it in the film. I think they did. They hinted around it. If you saw the... the his, Jane Russell was a good buddy of mine for years, and Jane used to give me all the inside dirt on, uh, on Howard Hughes. And uh, he liked very young girls, 15, 16, 14. And she was 16, and he got her pregnant. Ooh. So he put fate, fate in the movies. She's gorgeous brunette. And Jane Russell said that he would punish Jane with fate. If Jane didn't want to do a movie, he'd stick fate in and say, I'm going to make fate bigger than you. So he played fate against Jane, but never knew that they used to go to Santa Monica to the beach together with the kids. They were the best of girlfriends. So Howard Hughes would try to make them fight. That's what they did back then. Now, do you have any, have any, any of that stuff in your life? Yeah, look, if, um, if I say I don't want to be in a movie, then Pete says he's going to put Ian McKellen in it. So I just front up and do it. So, yeah. yeah. No, no, we don't. We, it's kind of like a, funny because you kind of look a little bit like Doug Jones also a little bit. Do you know who Doug Jones is? I do. In fact, he's, he's one of those people that I really admire because of his fantastic work for Guillermo and all of his movies. And um, he's, he's the prosthetic actor that prosthetic actors go, I want to be Doug Jones. Oh, he's really cool. I met him at a convention, and then Douglas Tate is another one. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm friends with like a lot of the the actors who 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 play those like cool roles like you get to play in all these like films. And yeah. uh, we've had a bunch of them on the show. It's a lot of fun. You're our first one from New Zealand, though. Actually, you're all our right. first guest ever that's from New Zealand that's actually in New Zealand when we're doing the interview. So it's a <laughs> cool thing. So we like dig that. But but you were also in King Kong, right? The remake of King Kong with Jack Black. Yeah, we um Pete did a great thing. Got a whole lot of theatre actors from um, from Wellington, and he decided to make them the boat crew so that he could leave them alone to do their own thing, so he could direct the leads. And it was a great time hanging out with Jack Black. It was very funny. It was a very funny shoot. I like that. So, like, I'm see, so I'm kind of going. The, the I'm so time. surprised that they hire you from New Zealand because it's a heavy duty airline ticket. No, they shot it there. They shoot it there. Oh, they yeah. shot it there. Oh, that's yep. right. Otherwise, he, he they would never pay for that ticket. Hollywood's so cheap. Yeah, they paid for my train ticket. <laughs> did you ever get made up by smith who smith hollywood's no. oh what was his first name he's the guy that invented all the prosthetics uh bob oh, smith, um, not bob smith i met him I, he is the, dick smith dick smith yeah, dick bill smith. smith bill bill smith he invented all that stuff and i met him in back in the um i think it was 1980s at universal uh i worked for universal and nick marcellano was my uh, boss at Universal. I wanted to be a makeup man. No. So I love makeup, and your makeup was always wonderful, and so were the other characters in your films. The makeup was really, really sensational. I'm going through all the films that I've actually seen, and then we'll talk about, because uh, like Dead Alive is a great movie, and I know that's like one of your more first beginning movies, right? Yeah. That was... Um I was doing a theatre show with one of the co-writers, Stephen Sinclair, and um, Peter Jackson actually came backstage and offered me the part. And I have to admit, I was a bit reticent. I didn't know much about zombies. But um, I read the script and thought it was hilarious, and uh, we started filming a couple of days later. And yeah, it was. It, was the, it still has the um, Guinness Book of Records for the most blood used in a movie. Yeah, which is just cool, and like, and that's like the beginning of your career, and like, a, look, look at it, it helped build yeah, that yeah. that thing with Peter Jackson, and then you got Heavenly Creatures, which I forgot who's in that. Uh, the Titanic. Oh, Melanie Linsky, who was um, who was in um, Two and a Half Men. She was the yes. neighbor next door, and um, Kate Winslet. Yeah, and, that's, uh, who, that's who I thought was in. What it. is Kate like? I've never met her, but I think she's a wonderful actress. She is the most lovely person. She's one of those really down to earth. People who just happens to be brilliant at what she does. Mm -hmm. Natural, natural actress. Uh, her is. lines are her re a reality. They're not lines when she speaks. Yeah, right. She's a fabulous actress. I like her a lot. So then we move on, and we have the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. I want to talk about the Hobbit real quick, because first of all, you know, do you know, and you probably know because you have it. Uh, but you know, you have your own Lego action figure. Yeah, I know. They the the, the greatest thing in the world is because I have two boys and. Growing up on rainy days, Lego was what they kind of lived with. And you kind of know that you've made it when you get your own Lego figure because it's there forever <laughs> and all kids are going to play with it. They're going to put a different head on you. You've made I it really. Play for it. I just bought it on eBay last night. So it's coming to the house because lately we've been having a lot of great guests who have their own action figures. And like I'm buying like the action figure. We had, um, we had uh, what's his name? Steven? Steven Lang. Uh, we had Steven Lang from Avatar. He's the bad guy. And so I got his action figure, and we have John Barrowman from Doctor Who and, and Our Era, which is a popular show here in America, and I just got his yeah. action figures, and I just ordered your Lego figure. We need to get you a – do you have wait, an action figure? Wait, wait, We spoke of Richard Anderson. We have oh, yeah, and I have Richard from, Anderson from, from, the, from the, bionic the, the Bionic Man. Man. I have uh, – wow. 
Uh, people's Oscar Goldman. I have that actually. Right. So, like, you have a, do you have a Nori besides Lego? Because I know they have yeah. cutouts of you. They have everything. Do you have a Nori actual action figure too? Yeah, you have. You have to go to the Weta.co.nz site. So W-E-T-A. Uh huh. Dot com actually, it's dot com. Go to their site and you can you can get the Lego the um the Nori bust, which is a it's about the size. It's a you know it's a ten inch. Um, figure of Nori about to bash someone with his big stick. I love it. I think that to me, that's like the coolest thing ever. Like, I totally one day before I die want an action figure. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna do it in ballet slippers and a tutu. <laughs> we we can um we can get Weta to make one of you guys. I'm sure. I, I'll have a talk to Richard Taylor and see what I can work I out. I right, love it. Right. I think that's the coolest thing. Like ever. a Laurel and Hardy. Type. So let's let's talk about let's talk about the Hobbit a little right, bit. Right, look at the makeup on him. Just let's let's talk about makeup because this is so fascinating. Years ago, in early Hollywood, the makeup was so terrible that the characters really didn't come across as what they wanted to. Makeup, I was taught, is half of the actor's work. If the makeup is beautiful, the actor works less. Am I correct? That's very true. We, we were very lucky that um, the makeup, at, um, the people who made the makeup and the people who uh, applied it went on to win Oscars for their work. And... Um, Gino Asadeva, who uh, was born in Arizona but now lives in New Zealand, he designed the makeups that I wore on the, on Lord of the Rings, and he was also he was also uh, he works at Weta Digital now. But in terms of the coloration and the way that it looks and the silicon that they use, those guys are incredible. And yeah, it is half the job is done by the makeup, and then the other half is done by us. But if the makeup looks great, you as an actor don't have to do much. You can be much more subtle. Absolutely. We very, 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 very lucky that the makeup artists, we had a, an individual wig person and an individual prosthetic person. Mm -hmm. and, um, they, they're as important as we are on the film, that's for sure. Well, because when you're in that costume, you are the person. And it's yeah. so easy to act the character. Because, like, in other words, if you're a person nude, a naked person acting has to really work hard. Because there's nothing there. There's not a prop that they could use except you know what. And then it would be a porno film. So that's not <laughs> what we're talking about. But the minute you're dressed and your character, let me tell you, is one of my favorites. You and the old guy with all the bushy hair. What was his name? Gander. The one, oh. the one that was in um, Peter, Peter Potter. No, Peter. Uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. What's his name? Oh, yeah. Um, Michael Gambon. Right. I love yeah. his, his dressed-up character. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but it's not, he's not talking about Michael Cameron. He's talking about the guy who played Dumbledore. Wasn't that guy? In oh, Harry Richard, Richard Harris. Yeah, Richard, Richard Harris. That's Richard who he's Harris. talking about. That's yeah. who I'm talking about. Love, love, loved his work and his costume was beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, I have a question, though, because like when you're when you're in The Hobbit and you're playing a, a Hobbit... <laughs> Dwarf, a dwarf, a dwarf. Yeah, I don't know what the tour cry. I don't want to be politically incorrect. So you're oh, playing boy. a dwarf. Like, how do they do that? Because you look sitting there. You look like you're about six feet tall. They had these fat suits that made our shoulders kind of come out six inches on either, either side. They had a big headpiece that made our head look bigger. The trousers were kind of baggy, so they made our legs look shorter. And then when we were working with Ian McKellen, they had a guy who was seven foot two. So when they shot from behind, he looked a lot taller than us. Oh wow, then, that's so cool. Yeah, and, and when we were working with Ian, the real Ian McKellen, he was up on a plinth that was a good maybe two and a half, three feet off the ground, so he could walk between us and make it look like he was a lot taller. Years ago, so cool. the movie uh, with Sophia Loren and Alan Ladd, The Boy and a Dolphin, Alan Ladd was all of five foot two. Sophia yeah. Loren is five foot eight. So even in bare feet, they couldn't do it. What they did was they dug a trench 
<laughs> along where Sophia would walk as they were walking. Of course, the camera didn't shoot their feet. And there you'd see Sophia and Alan Laird the same size, and she's walking absolutely in a trench. Did you know that? No. So Hollywood's very clever. It is. So out of all the Hobbit movies, because there's, there's an unexpected journey, the desolation of smog, and the battle of the five armies, like which one did you like the best? I think I like the middle one because of the barrel ride. We did all this great stuff in these barrels in a river, and then they built us a fake river, which was like a, it was like a Warner Brothers ride, you know, at one of those game theme parks. Um, a lot of the time we were very hot in our costumes, three layers of wool on these big fat suits. So being in the water in a wetsuit was fantastic. And I think that that's where the, the action really kicks off, and we're just on the run from that point onwards. So it becomes a chase movie where we just try to stay alive. So for me, that's my favorite movie. But I think my favorite scene is the very first day in Bag End, on set with Martin Freeman playing Bilbo, Ian McKellen as Gandalf, and we knew that we were actually in the film because we were on Bag End and we were shooting. So that, that was a huge thrill. I think that's just like, it's super cool. And like every time, I, I don't know, because I don't know the names. I think it's the Battle of the Five Arms. Which is the one that has the big, the big uh, dragon with all the gold coins? That's oh, the Desolation of Smog. Okay, that's the one you like then. Okay, that's, 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 that's okay. my favorite. Every time, also. every time we go to Love Best it. Buy, literally every time. I don't know if you know what Best Buy is like a big chain of stores that sells electronics. It's in America, and every time you go where they're selling their big screen TVs, when their big entertainment systems, that movie is playing. It doesn't matter. Like every every day, no, no matter when scene, you go, then we sit there and watch that scene. Like we've seen it like fifty times. I love that's <laughs> my favorite movie. Listen, now you're not from New York. You're not from Los Angeles. How the hell did you get started in your country, which is not a film country, or at least not known for film? Yeah, look, um, we were, I was very lucky when I came out of drama school in 1987. It was mainly theatre and a little bit of TV. But Peter Jackson was always going to build a studio there. He always had this idea that he was going to be a filmmaker. And I was just very lucky that when he started making films, there was a group of us around, young people who wanted to work in film. And... You know, there's a lot of luck in our industry. I was the right place, the right time, and the right person to work with him. And he did that. He said, if, they, if you build it, they will come. That great quote from Fields of Dreams, if you build it, they will come. He built a studio, and Hollywood started coming to us. He, he invited them over, and they generously gave him money. And uh, he started making movies that made them money and, and created this whole fabric of fantasy. And now we have a studio that's the envy of the world over. We have James Cameron out here. He lives in New Zealand now. He's going to shoot the next two avatars here and whatever Pete shoots next. So we've, we had, um, we did the Tintin reshoots here for Steven Spielberg. So we've created a, an industry here that means that we can actually invite people to our country and they can shoot at the very highest level. So it was really, it's really down to him backing, backing himself. And of course it's no tax. That's right. We have a huge tax break. So that's um, very, you know, inviting. Um, yes. So uh, Stephen uh, Lang is going to have to go to your country to film Avatar because yeah. he's he's in the. They're doing three, by the way, and all he right. said he's going to be in all three, which means that's a damn good contract because you know, I want yeah. this for this this for number two, and I definitely want that for number three. Or kill me in number two. You're stuck. <laughs> I really mean Hollywood is really very cheap. The moguls want to make the millions and the actors get, you know, scale. You know, you know yeah. what it's all about. So yeah. I think that some actors make too much money. Like Angelina Jolie for Maleficent, $25 million was a lot of money. 
And I yeah. think Angie, you know, was kind of smiling all the way home that day from work. You know, we, I, could yeah. do, we, could, we couldn't do that here. Um, I, I think that uh, we're more of an egalitarian society where the crew and the cast aren't that far removed from each other in terms of what they get. But I grew up on a sheep farm, so good days work, good days pay. I don't expect a lot of um, chips at the end of it, a lot of no topping. I'm just I'm happy to have a house and feed my children and do my job. Well, I mean, I'm sure it pays more than that, but uh, <laughs> I, mean, I would like to get paid on this show. We were just talking about it. You know, Jimmy doesn't pay me. I do it for the love of Jimmy. But Well, uh, fair enough. I mean, why not? There well, you go. Well, we 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 you are have two million listeners a week. There's two million people and, listening and to you. And also, we're we're a married couple. We're legally married. We were married in New York, so that makes me his other half, and therefore bound by marriage to do stuff. Good so, on you. So okay, so then you also have the Lord of the Rings films. Yeah. Um. So which one is your favorite one that you guys? Because you play different characters in the Lord of the Rings films, right? Yeah, I play like seven different characters over three films. I think. I think my favorite one is the is the two towers. I play four like different it. speaking characters in that. Mm -hmm. How the, cool is that? Like, do you have action figures for all those characters too? I have th I have three action figures. One of the Black Riders, Schnager, who's the who's the one who goes, yeah. Why yeah, can't we? Right, 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 right. I love that. Right. And then Shaku, who beats up Aragorn when Aragorn goes over the cliff, the leader of the Wag Riders. So I have three action figures. Yeah, that is a cool. I, do you keep all? Do you have like? Oh, did you buy all your action figures so you would have them? I bought them for my kids. Unfortunately, two of them don't have heads at the moment. Their heads got <laughs> cut off in, in, in battle, so I have to glue them back on or get wetted to make me some more. Actually, I think I read in your bio that your kids were in the Hobbit also. In the Lord of the Rings, my, oh, my right, oldest okay. son, who's 23, he was uh, in the first one. He was one of the Hobbit children who's at the party scene. And then he was Dominic Monaghan's scale double. So when they wanted someone to look smaller than Dominic, they had a bunch of kids. And then my youngest son was Aragorn and Arwen's future son in The Return of the King. So the little prince that you see. Okay, that's You know what's really wonderful about these films, and I want our listeners and our viewers to hear, they are now considered... Um, I forgot the word. Jesus Christ, I'm getting so old, it's pathetic. Oh, this is terrible. This happens all the time. Do you ever have these, like they call them burps? I do. It's called, yeah. what, what, it's called, my God. What? They're legacy films? No, 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 no. They're called, oh, this is dreadful. I'm having a stroke on here. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, um, they're, they're seen as being um, heritage films in our country. These films are now called literature. That's they're based on oh, yeah. Books. No, I, I want our listeners to know. It, they're not just scripts. They're called literature, which means that they have a great deal I, of yeah, I had to read The Hobbit when I was in high school, or junior high school, or high school, or something. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. they didn't have yeah. it in my day. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe not in your day, but we had it in our no, day. So. I went okay, so let's. do you like the superhero films? I do. I love the superhero films. I'm a huge, I'm a huge um, fan of Wolverine. Um, I love yeah, the events. Yeah, I, I got to meet um, Mr. Singer when he was out. He came to our premiere actually, and I did say to him, "I'd be great in one of your films." Okay. I just, right. I just left, I left it at that. You know, I didn't want to be pushy. I just said, "I think I'd be great in one of your films." So, if you he were going to be a superhero, would you want to be Wolverine, or who would you like to be? Oh uh, man, I would love to be Wolverine, but you know, it's really gonna, it's going to be very good. I'm a lot shorter than Hugh Jackman. I'm not quite as buff as Hugh Jackman, so <laughs> be like Wolverine. 
lost part of his own body somewhere in between, like when he was transporting somewhere, he lost all of his body weight. Who knows? <laughs> That's why it's nice to be the penguin, because you can eat all you want. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> and have a belly. You don't care if you're the penguin. But yeah. uh, it's, it's interesting, your business. is very interesting. I'm an actor also, and I've never done anything like you're doing. They basically, you know, cast me as a mafia killer, you know, that kind of jazz. I don't know why, but that's what they always cast me as. I was a priest once, but I was a priest that turned out to be a killer. So, a murderer. <laughs> so, you, you an do, old TV thing. You, you so do have that, that hardness about you that I, I would be... I don't have that like I'm a killer, like everybody's going to think I'm going to pull out a gun and shoot them. That's terrible. <laughs> I always wanted to be Cary Grant. I turned out to be James Cagney. Hey, look, Cary Grant's my favorite actor of that generation. Was, I love him. Me He's too. The best, the best in the world. Everybody wanted to be Cary Grant when I yeah. grew up. Like I said, and said I'm, I, I'm turned out to be James Cagney. All of his films are wonderful. Do you like North by Northwest? I love yeah. it. I love um, To Catch a Thief as well. Uh, yeah. To Catch a Thief is, what, is my absolute favorite. That's yeah. my Cary Grant the best because of all his ad libs. Uh, yeah. Not many people know that, but Carrie was a great ad-libber. And I don't remember the ad-libs in the film now, but I remember them when the film came out. And they were priceless. And nobody ever dared reshoot it. They said, leave it in. He's good. Also, when he did in The Fair to Remember with uh, Deborah Car Carr, uh, the scene where he's she's on the sofa and he's looking at her and he said, you know, I was thinking the other day. And then I, he kept saying, it. you know, I think a lot nowadays. And that was not in the script, but the way he did it was so honest and beautiful that it made that love scene just happen. So sometimes actors, I'm sure you agree with me, have to do it. You've got to say to the, the script people and to the director, listen, it's not playing. How about we do it this way? Have you done yeah. that? that the, um, in District 9, that whole, I, I did a whole day of monologues actually, and they just use this one little snippet, but that, that line I do about them being prawns is a total throwaway line. It was just, I made it up on the spot, and it ended up being in the movie. So sometimes you, you have this kind of brain explosion, you have this idea, and you do it, and um, and the director likes it, and it ends up being up there forever. And That's I, I know because I firmly believe no one knows the character as well as the actor. The actor knows that character. The writer has an idea. The director has an idea. But the actor knows that character well, and he knows what that character would do. And that's why a good director listens to the actor and lets Very the true. actor play a little bit because it makes it better. Yeah. <laughs> do you okay, agree? So, do you agree with that? I do. I totally agree. I think there has to be a symbiosis between the actor and director. I think you have to get along. And there has to be a meeting halfway of how the director sees the scene and how the actor wants to play the scene. Peter Jackson has a great quote. He just says, don't tell me, show me. Yeah. Well, Alfred Hitchcock used to tell them, act. <laughs> and they yeah. act. Yeah. He never directed. Alfred Hitchcock, people don't know that. He never directed them. He just said, well, you're here now, act. So we, yeah. have, we only have a couple of minutes. So, so next week in America is Halloween. Do you guys celebrate Halloween in New Zealand? We do, and in fact, I have a, a, a new movie called The Dead Room, which opens here on the 27th for Halloween. And it's oh, gonna, congratulations. Yeah, it's going to be opening in the States uh, later on. It's, it's um, slated for the South by Southwest and the Tribeca Festival. Oh, it's been terrific. picked up by XYZ Films and um, Ramble Entertainment, so it's got a release in the UK and the States later on in the year. But yeah, that's, we, we've made it specially for Halloween. Um, 
you know, we just we had nothing to do, had a bit of stuff lying around, so we thought we'd make this uh, ghost movie for Halloween. That's cool. Um, I like it. What's it called again? It's called The Dead Room, and it's, dead uh, room. it's well, about America's Night of the Living Dead, the original black and white, $65,000 film. They threw it together. They had no idea what the hell they were doing. And today it's become the film of films. It's huge. All the zombie stuff. Yeah, I I got to meet George Romero actually at a convention overseas. And we talked about zombie movies and how they've kind of taken over. And now we've had him on the show. We've had him on the show. Yeah, he's been a guest of ours. Yeah, we and to, and the guys who made Shaun of the Dead, um, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, we've talked I about love that. Simon Pegg. I think and he's Peter Jackson, of course, with um, Dead Alive or Brain Dead, it was cool. Here, I think zombies zombies have taken over. In fact, I think there might be some outside actually trying to get a house. <laughs> have you ever seen The Night of the Living Dead, the 1962, I think, black and white? I have. I have. I've, I've, I'm a huge fan of those ever. films. That yeah. film scared me. That one, yeah, me too. It was really good. Especially back then, nobody ever did such a film. So, what's your favorite horror movie? I think, I think for me, it's um, the original, the original um, Omen movie. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That yeah, was I, find that, I find that I find that particularly scary. I don't know why. I, I actually I like the first one too. Okay, so what about one more one more question? Because we got two minutes. Uh, what about what's what are some big what's a big horror movie that came out of out of New Zealand that's popular in the states? The Frighteners. Oh, great movie! Yeah, Michael J. Fox. Um, it was a movie I wasn't available for actually. Probably the only one I wasn't. Is it but Jake um, Busey? I think Jake Busey's in that. Jake Busey's in that. Yeah. Well, it's Jake Busey's brother. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was it was kind of the the special effects that Weta Digital came up with were really groundbreaking. It's a very very good and and funny but scary movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. I like that. Well, one. I'm going to research the studio you talked about because I'm really stupid about it. I have no idea there was such a studio in New Zealand. Yeah. What's yeah. the name of the studio again? Um, it's um, Wingnut Films. Wingnut Films. Okay. Well, Wingnut yeah. Films. Oh, we're gonna look because, you know, Jimmy's a producer. Jimmy does some producing films. We may want to produce a film uh, in New Zealand. Yeah, that would be and fun. And if we need you, we're calling you. And if you say no, you get smacked by me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm available for you guys. I'll put myself on hold for you guys only. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. If not, I'll take out my gun like a mafia and shoot you. Bro. Hey, <laughs> why? So here's Take what care. here hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm not quite Hey everybody, this is Jed Brophy. You want to follow him on Twitter? It's at Brophy Jed. Just reinversed it. He's also got a fan club Twitter account uh, that somebody runs called uh, Jed Brophy Army. I think is that it? That's, that's right. Yeah, they're crazy people. Follow at Jed Brophy Army. Follow at Brophy Jed. And we want to wish you all the luck with the new film, The Dead Room. Congratulations on such a fantastic career. And we want to thank you for getting up this morning and coming on the Jimmy Star Show all the way from New Zealand. Thank you very much, guys. It's been my pleasure. Well, it's been a pleasure for me interviewing somebody that I was able to that wasn't 12 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jed. Have a happy Halloween. Thank you, you guys as well. Don't be too scared now. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye now. Bye-bye. What a nice man. Freaking see? awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. awesome. All right, and, everybody. And, everybody got to watch well, wait, District 9. See how nice 9. the interview went because he's not 12. Yeah, I'll see you, everybody. We got to watch District 9 again. I want to see District 9 with the aliens because I haven't seen it in a long time. I think it's like super cool. Any film with aliens is fabulous. And we got to watch The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit from the beginning. So, Chad, mm-hmm. what'd you think? Pretty cool, right? Very cool. Another great show, you two. Absolutely. But and he's, a, he's a good actor because, you know, dressed up like that, you can also look stupid and come off like a clown. And all of those little characters in those movies are so authentic. The acting is really intense and well done. 
not I mean, do you ever see some of those films like the my favorite one, The Clowns? I love that. Movie. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I mean, they just do stupid stuff, but they're funny. But they're supposed to be. All right, so we want to like thank everybody in yep. the chat room for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Chad, we want to thank you for being the best engineer on the planet. We think you totally rock. My pleasure. Next week's our Halloween show, you guys. We've got Edward X. Young. He's the king of indie horror movies. It's going to be awesome, and we have another guest. I haven't got him confirmed yet, so we're working on it. But please tune in next week for our Halloween show. We want to thank you for tuning in, and everybody have a great weekend. I'm Bye. Frank Sinatra. Shooby-dooby-doo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get down to crazy Jimmy. Big up myself and known as I'll be the one and only the Turkish MC. Always love the clothes of Jimmy. Bitch, punk, yo, what I wanna be? Jimmy Stark, new celebrity. We'll take you out to Jimmy Stars. He'll dress you right. You'll feel like a star. We'll hook you up. Now you look sexy. Your game is tight.